0: Hear what they've done to get there and where they want to go now. Settle back. It's time for a bit of inspiration and advice. Come listen to today's Discovered Wordsmith.
1: All right, so let's roll into some author stuff because I love talking to people that have been writing. My goal is to talk to authors that aren't known and help get the word out. Which you fall into that category where you started off before the whole self-publishing thing, and you've rolled into it. So, uh-huh. what have you learned from when you first started to now, especially with uh, things being so digital? What
2: What have you learned that you're doing different? Yeah, I'm doing different. Excuse me. The one big thing is I now, uh, instead of writing out by pencil on paper I'm, on on college rule paper, I do everything. I do everything direct into uh, Scrivener. That's the program I use. Right. And it's, right. it's a great program. And that was one of the best things I bought was a little nineteen dollar Bluetooth keyboard, so I can just sit and just dump there. So that was a big change. Uh, other than that, you just you got to get up and write and do it just all the time. And then beyond that, like we were talking earlier, trying to build a community, people. Editors and you know other authors and things like that uh, to to spread out because we're all loners when we're writing. It's not really a group activity. So we belong to the Cleveland Writers Group, and that's pretty valuable because Dave is focused on the marketing end of things. So once you have a book and getting it out and promoting it and getting it sold, that's a huge prospect besides just putting together a book. Right. right. So that so that's valuable there. Coming up with different ideas to promote it, and then I'm in another group called the Westside Writers Group, which is a small. I think there's five or six of us, and we get together the third Saturday, and it's a critique group, which you put out about you know three or four thousand words, and then you get a critique on it, month in and month out, and that's really important to, you know, to hear what other people perceive about what you're writing like mysteries i know the bit i know the ending (laughs) so i can't fool myself but you get important feedback about what they think is going to happen and what are the red herrings and what's working what isn't and that's pretty valuable too so you have been doing this for a while i assume
1: you've checked out other groups or they've come and gone why choose these particular groups and stay with them
2: like i said most of the other writing groups I was involved with were critique groups, like the, the West Side Writers Group. Some of them were, their focus was like Game of Thrones stuff. That's all they wanted to read about and do. So I don't fit that, so I just moved on. Whereas with the West Side Writers Group, it's all different genres. Malcolm does sci-fi, and I do mysteries, and we got a, a kind of a... So you got you to gotta yeah. see Malcolm. Yeah, I get to see him twice a month when we get together. Yeah. So, you know, so there's a, a wide variety there. It's a small enough group that you can consistently get critique because it gets tough to join a group. You get critique one month and then you don't get critique for another three months. So I've been able to run uh, probably one, two, three. I'm on my fifth book that I've run through. The group and and and, and that feedback is just great. Consistently, month in and month out, getting the feedback. So that's that's why some of them dropped
1: off. And I like how you say that because not all groups are critiquing groups. Not all groups are about marketing and stuff. Some really are just to maybe hone the craft, but have somebody to talk to. Yeah, I've been in several different groups, but it's also, I, I guess, the overall feel. With everybody, because I there were some that I'm like, yeah, I just don't click in this one.
0: Uh, right,
1: it's right. hard to define that, but I'm saying that to encourage other readers: Hey, if you got a local group and you went to the group, and you're like, yeah, this isn't for me, it doesn't mean groups won't work and won't be yeah. beneficial
2: to you. And and you got to be, you have to be flexible. I'm not really, I'm not really big on some of the outer space sci-fi stuff. Like what Malcolm does, but it's good to read that stuff. It's good to be exposed to it, to and hear his takes on things and what he's trying to accomplish. We've had some other people that one guy did a religious book, and so it's not. It, you shouldn't go out and and look for just everything being the same as what you already do. Right. You know? right. And plus, you know, when uh, when you get feedback from these other people, it's from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, mm-hmm. sometimes I'll see things that. That you never thought of. Yeah, it's important to to find the right mix with the people, like right, you said. Right. There's just some some folks that are, are doing their own thing, and it just doesn't match up. And, and you participate.
1: It's not just I'm going to go read my stuff and get a critique to help me, but going to reading other people's stuff and critiquing it because building that skill with somebody else's really helps a lot on your own.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, it, it does make a big difference. And it's, in the end, the West Westside Writers Group is more structured, right? So it's not just you show up and read a small piece and people throw out comments. You get, get the piece in advance and you get a chance to read it a couple times, go through things. So it's more of a deliberate process rather than just doing off-the-cuff reactions.
1: And it also gives you a good chance to get some feedback and toughen that skin up a little bit because you'll get some people that get really harsh about it and you may yeah. not agree with them and they may not even be completely right for your style or your genre. I, I found that too. I know I've heard people give uh, comments and feedback on the structure of some you know, first couple chapters and I disagreed with it because the style of the story – did not fit what the feedback was saying they should change it to. But again, that's an experience thing. You have to go and, and start building up that experience.
2: Yeah, you have to yeah you have to listen and and take it all in and then decide then you have to sit back and decide what's important and what isn't, what really applies to you and what might not. Some sometimes people are giving you aren't really talking about what you wrote, but something else. So right. you, you have to right. sort that out and just separate the wheat from the chaff because you're going to get it all. But I, I haven't really been in many groups that have been harshly critical. They've been critical, but in a mostly in a productive way. Yeah. You got to just you got to be able to put it out there and take the hits.
1: And again, it's important to find the group you feel comfortable and click with that you understand yeah. Yeah. you're getting constructive criticism or figuring out. That guy really isn't being constructive. He's just being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. You figure that out because there's people like that all over. Oh, and, yeah. and you mentioned, like with Dave's group, there's a focus more on the marketing and the after, which is unique for these types of groups. Mostly they're critique groups.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, working with Dave in that aspect as a group and everybody, here's what I'm doing, suggestions and helping out
2: is different.
1: Yeah. That's one of the reasons I really like that group too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, we do. We he, he does do some critiques, pop-up critiques. So there's a piece of that at the end. But my main interest is trying to sort out how the heck to advertise and market and promote. I've got the books. I want I want more people to connect with them. And that's right.
1: so. What are some uh, things you're doing to market your books?
2: I I've gone through a lot of different phases trying to do things. I've Last year and the year before, I did a lot of news uh, newsletter promotions where you put your book in for 99 cents. And I've sold a lot of books but didn't get a lot of money. I connected with a guy called Brian Cohen. He's got a whole advertising program that he put together. I did one of his uh, uh, free sessions last year, and I liked his approach to everything. It's uh pretty much a business approach. You've got to make sure you're making a profit. What you're spending balance is, is bringing in the royalties. Mm-hmm. So I, and it's a different approach from that. And I was doing Amazon advertising, but this is a different approach to it. And it seems to be working. And I seem to be, instead of just getting hits on the 99 cents, I'm selling at books at full price. So, and I'm, I'm early in the program. And then the other thing was, part of that is, I looked at, to be honest with you, I looked at all my sales from everywhere else. Apple, Barnes & Noble, Smashwords, Kobo. And I decided to, to go all in to try the Kindle Unlimited to see how that'll work. Because you've got to give it a try. got to try everything.
1: And, and that, that point there, too, because I listened to some of the same podcasts, some of the same groups, and we hear discussion. And a lot of people are like, oh, we hate Amazon. We stay away from it. We're just going wide everywhere. But then I've heard Uh other people say, yeah, but when I went to Kindle Unlimited, I sold more books and I was making more money, better living, and I could support my writing better. And some people say, I did that for a while. It died off. Then I went wide and I had a bigger audience. I I think my point with that is, it doesn't need to be a holy war. (laughs) It doesn't need to be something where people look down upon somebody else for doing one thing or the other, the choices are there and mm-hmm. you have to make what works best for your book and you. And that doesn't mean it's that way every time or all the time. So it's good to hear that
2: you figured out something that worked well for you. Yeah. Truth be told, I went wide until January. I, I was everywhere. And to be honest with you, with with all my sales, 80% of my sales were at Amazon. And with Amazon, they give you a advertising tool that you can use to promote your books. You don't get that anywhere else. You don't get that on Smashwords. There's a little bit of it on Kobo, but it's hard to get into that stuff. So you're left out on your own. And that's why I started the newsletter promotions. And, and I'll still, I'm going to continue to do that but it's mostly to drive more traffic to my books, like I said i uh, I'll take a look at it and see how it all works out
1: and it's interesting because I have some nonfiction books out there that I haven't even really touched no advertising, no anything with them for quite a while <laughs> and starting this year, I've been getting reports from Apple, and I've been selling as much on Apple with those as I have on Amazon again really? nonfiction with no absolute promotion whatsoever not even a website or anything anymore uh i've just been letting them sit and so i'm like yeah And so now it's the question what can i do to make that even more once you start Mm -hmm. getting traction it's easier to keep going but i I understand because getting into some of those google especially is like really difficult to get set up and get everything in there it seems and then if you're selling like one book every six months you got to go is it worth it
2: Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I haven't. I, I toyed around a little bit with Facebook ads. I didn't have much luck. I did some Bing ads and some Google ads, but it just it was it was a drain on my finances, more or less. I I wasn't seeing much return on it that I could trade. And like I said, this the whole program that I'm in now is really focused on tracking your royalties, tracking your conversions making sure that the money you're putting out for advertising you're staying ahead of the game on royalty. so i like that okay
1: so have you seen i know it's only been like a month and a half have you seen an increase in your kindle unlimited your amazon sales and all of that from making this change
2: i not in the i've seen yeah i've had kindle unlimited reads coming in Okay. You know, but I think that's going to be a long build to build that up. I, I my my numbers have gone down in terms of units sold, but my income, my royalties are up because I'm not just selling 99 cent books; right. I'm selling right. full priced e and that's all a good sign. So, yeah. and then, yeah. like I said, I I'm in my third month, I think. Okay. So you mentioned, jumping back a little bit, you mentioned
1: Scrivener, and we've talked about the groups. Are there any other services that you're using that work well for you, either writing, marketing, or whatever?
2: To be honest with you, I use Grammarly to do a quick quick edit on my stuff and sort out the big boo-boos that I put in there all the time. So that that's a good product to use, and it's free, and then Scrivener is just... If you're serious about writing, it's got everything you need in terms of a a word processor to compose your book. And then it's got a whole binder where you can load in PDFs and links and stuff. So you have all your research for your book right there, available right at hand. And then at the end of it, it it will spit out a a finished e-book. So that's been the best thing I've done in a long while. And then, other than that, then my editor, uh, Be Love. I she's she. I met her a while back, 2014, I think. And she's edited all my books, and she's just been a great, great resource to have.
1: Editors are very important, and I know a lot of people get scared of sending it to the editor and waiting for it to come back. But for me, it's been my expensive education, proving myself. Because I'm, I, you know, I put the personality and the ego aside and listen to the editor. And once I can accept what's being said, I'm like, okay, I can see how this is improving things. So I, I personally now really like sending things to my editor because everything gets better once I get it back and work on my writing.
2: So oh yeah, and it's, I, I don't care how many beta readers you have or or anything like that because I have other people reading my books and I run it through the the writer's group and you get feedback with that and I think oh okay now I'm fine I'll send it off to her it comes marked up marked up but she's right so it's yeah yeah I need that I need that help I'd rather focus on the story than
1: yes and I think a lot of times people get caught up on the trees and focusing on sentences and words and structure and all that and Uh I realized the one day I got done reading a book I loved it And I I realized, I'm like, you know what? I, I love this story. I could tell you about it. But I can't give you a specific of chapter 18. I don't remember specifically chapter 18. I remember the overall story. I can't tell you any great sentences. I can't recite them like Shakespeare or anything. I'm like, so all this worry about the grammar and the structure of the sentence is so minimal compared to the great story that the author pulled me into yeah, and That's what people remember. That revelation to me, it sounds like, yeah, duh, but really you have to internalize that. And that moment I really realized that's the important stuff, really. You got to get that down yeah.
2: before the other stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, it, yeah, you're right. It's the storytelling. That's yeah. what's important. And that's what, you know, He did a, whoever the author was did a great job of sucking you into the story and making that the most important thing. Not coming up with quote lines or stuff like that that's and that's that's what we all kind of aim for at least try to present a great story that yeah and, and that's difficult
1: <laughs> and there are there are writers, believe it or not, I don't really care for Patterson. I've read a few uh-huh. of his books, and none of them like were like, "Oh, this is great to me, but like my mother loves reading Patterson, so mm-hmm. you know different people.
2: Yeah, it's, I'm with you on that. It, for me, it was too cliffhangery. You know what I mean? It's too like deep. every chapter was like, it almost became wearisome that, oh, here's another cliffhanger. Now I got to go. Yeah, here's another cliffhanger. Here's another cliff. And I get right. it. You can overdo good things, so.
1: Right, and I wonder, what is it about Patterson doing that that turns me off, whereas, like, Kuntz does it. And it just makes me want to read more. There's got to be, that's where it's the overall story, but also the structure of it that we read. and It flows with us. I don't know how to yeah. discover it and very metaphysically. I'm not focused on, well, this grammar in this sentence is perfect, but it's the way it's written. It connects with me is what I'm, I'm guessing if I had to really analyze it.
2: Oh yeah. 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 And it's just, there's a thousand ways to, to write books, right? And not everyone, I don't give... It's, it's some I can take and some I can't. And that doesn't make any of them bad. It's just that here's a style that, that I relate to. Here's a story I relate to. Right. right, I don't relate to the to the constant cliffhangers.
1: Right. So, All, right. right. All right. So, Webcat, this has been great. Before yeah. we go, do you have any... Uh, like last minute advice you would give to new authors listening
2: it's we've heard this at the cleveland writers group is you got to finish the damn thing that's the whole really that's the point is just um just putting words to paper and that's all i do i get up at i get up early five or five thirty and i write for a couple hours and it's pretty surprising you just keep piling up the words and before you know it, you have a book and then you can go back and edit and put everything together but it it really doesn't take that long if you're doing a little bit every day and and that's what i would recommend just write every day and and pile the words up Uh, that you can click with yeah yeah and that too yeah for once the story's done (laughs) yes all right
1: uh i appreciate you taking some time it's great talking to you today outside of the first monday of the month
2: yeah yeah thanks for having me it's great being on the podcast
0: Thank you for listening to Discovered Wordsmiths. Come back next week and listen to another author discuss the road they've traveled and maybe sometime in the near future, it might be you.